Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jamie, and Melissa will be discussing the first book in Julie David's Wells Fargo West series, The Messenger's Mischief. The plucky Miss Elaine Balderhoff's life is hanging by a thread as the Wells Fargo stage races across the Nevada desert. Adding to her terror, the Virginia City new school marm isn't sure she'll get to her post in one piece. Bandits have attacked the stage, and the shotgun messenger sworn to protect the passengers is now the one in desperate need of help. And in all the ruckus, the unthinkable has happened. He's lost her cat. Finding her beloved Moses will certainly trump Mr. Ross' need to stay alive. Overly snoopy Miss Balderhoff realizes when the Wells Fargo man isn't snarling from pain, he's quite handsome. More than Christian duty sparks her steps to service. Sawyer Roth could care less about a silly cat. Without a working shoulder, he's no good as a Wells Fargo shotgun messenger. Gutsy and kind, he'll give Miss Balderhoff that, but her sweet smile and warm touch will not persuade him into affections with a gal so odd and peculiar as her. And a shotgun messenger's not allowed to marry, so there's no future to entertain. Or is there? But my coffee, so I had to go oh, no. clean that up. Okay. I just, it's been a while since I've read this one, but uh, let's just start with our hero and heroine. Uh, let's start with Miss Elaine and what you thought about her. I liked her. I don't, I'm, she reminded me of me. There's, this series was awesome. There were a lot of, little things with each one that mm-hmm. reminded you but like i really liked her it reminded me of jessica a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my yeah. word yes <laughs> the innocence. Yeah, this, yes yes yep. the innocence mm-hmm. for sure with her she reminded me of me because of her klutziness mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so let's just talk about first of all she fights to get on this the i don't even call it the train the stagecoach mm-hmm. And then bandits show up, right? I mean, what did you think about that whole scene where he had to rescue her? I think plucky was a good word for her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just like, well, <laughs> Jesus take the wheel in a way. And she just climbs right on <laughs> out there. Like, you are, you've got grit, girl. <laughs> but, I know. but at the same time, she's so quiet and innocent. It's yeah. just contradictory to herself. Yeah. I don't think she knew what she was getting herself Mm-mm. into, though, either. She's too naive. She just, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to jump in Didn't realize the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. kind of too late. <laughs> and he did. And that's why he was like irritated. Mm-hmm. And she went above his head and, and got herself on the stagecoach. But then what did you think about her cat? <laughs> Moses. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's Moses. It's a cat. Yeah. Like, he had an attachment to the cat. that cat. Yeah. It was kind of funny how she just kept worrying about the cat, even mm-hmm. though there was so much other stuff going on. Like she, serious things. And here, yeah. And she just, all she wanted to know was, where is her cat? And she's like, is he alone tonight? Mm-hmm. Is he starving? Does he think I've abandoned him? <laughs> I'm like, oh my word, woman. Although I've just never been able to attach to cats, though. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them, but yeah. I don't know. They're independent. Yeah. Not like to think of dogs as like those that's someone's fur that was her fur baby. That was yeah. her child. Yeah. It that's true. Yeah. But then I'm 
also allergic to cats. Mm. Slightly, nothing severe, but enough to be like, this is miserable. I think that's part of my problem because we have a new kitty. Oh, <laughs> no. Because the, the baby wanted to. Oh, Aww. the baby wanted a the cat. The baby and best cat had baby kittens. <laughs> he has a bow tie. He is cute. He is a little crazy. He fits right in my Aww. family. So Aww. yeah, he lets the baby tote him around. So oh, that's cute. <laughs> well, that's a good cat. Yeah, that is a good mm-hmm. cat. But oh. that cat cracked me up though. But yeah. uh, and then what did you think of Sawyer then, her hero? I never really had a good picture of him in my head. I don't know why, other than like the dark, dark like, hair, dark hair with a hat on all the time, kind of like that mysterious tall dude. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, it, that's just how I kept picturing him. Yeah, yeah. he was kind of kind of quiet and didn't really get to know him very well at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He reminded uh, me a lot of a man. It's just yeah. there's like, why can't you just come out and say it? Or like seriously, like. There were several times. I liked him. He was a very good guy, but he frustrated me at times. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, she did write him well because men mm-hmm. really don't talk a lot. They don't yeah. share their emotions and that's okay because they're there to protect and provide, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't need the emotional side like we do, right? To get mm-hmm. that done. But then, okay. So remember he gets shot in her reaction to the blood and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I have a note on there for that. I just said, I, I know Tiff can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> can you handle that stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm the weak Melissa link. Melissa would be fa- falling over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just put a note that it reminds me, I can't handle blood, scabs, boogers, or puke at school. <laughs> so, like, even if a kid, it's totally scabbed over, but a kid comes up and is like, hey, Mrs. LaSure, check out this. I wiped, you know, like, I wiped out, you know, boys. Uh-huh. They just yeah, love their injuries. battle scars. And that's fine. I get it. And I'm like... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you look at your scab and like celebrate your battle wound Aww. with you, okay? <laughs> but like, I cut my thumb and my finger here last weekend because I was cutting a watermelon and the knife slipped. And I, Derek was not in the kitchen at the time, but I stared at it in total shock at first. And you know, it doesn't bleed right away. But then it just started bleeding and bleeding. And I was like, Derek, I'm like, I can't handle this blood. And so here he comes. He's like holding me at the sink. And he's like, get your hand under the cold water. I need you to rinse it out with cold water. Now I need you to take a deep breath. (laughs) He's like, like, I'm not letting you go because I'm afraid you're going to pass it. That is so sweet. I need a band-aid. Just cover it up. If I don't see it, I'll be okay. (laughs) Anyways, it's all all good. But her reaction reminded me of that because she was like, Mm-hmm. Whoa! Like it. I can't handle oh, that. Then you have my husband. Just put some dirt in it. You'll be okay. Like, get back up. Like really? <laughs> Just cover it up. <laughs> my dad was always like, "Walk it off." Yeah, walk it off. Even when we played basketball, uh-huh. like if yeah. I, I, my ankles always rolled, which is ridiculous. Oof. And he'd always be like, "Walk it off." <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, dad, but it hurts really bad right now. <laughs> um. Okay, I had a note on page 79 about this made me laugh and it reminded me of the scene with Maggie and Blaze in Silver Lining Ranch. You remember that series? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know why. 
because Lainey was leaning out. She could make uh, she could make sight of the Wells Fargo shotgun messenger turned livery worker and teacher escort watching Moses wander across the alley. He headed for the barn just as Mr. Roth stepped out, looked up and saw her gasping. She pulled back quickly and smacked the back of her head on the window. Ouch. She rubbed it. Oh, blessed be covering her face. Laney pressed against her wall. Do you remember she was watching him and then she was embarrassed that he caught her watching Mm him? It's kind of different, but it, do you remember in Maggie, the first time she meets Blaze, he is, um, she smacks her head on the window because she's in such shock because he walks up to her in just a sheet and is like, hey, ma'am, can you get my clothes from the nurse's station? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my word. Anyways. Okay. I have lots of notes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking through my notes here. Oh, yes. How about Mayor Reynolds? What did you think about him and his forwardness with her? He creeped he was, me out. <laughs> he was a snake. Like, I, I think my note, like, oh, my gosh, she's naive as a snake. Like, oh, was, I think I even put like I'd punch him. Like, I don't even like he was just <laughs> gross to me. He was like, I got where like, she ugh. needed to uh, where he used his power of authority over her and mm-hmm. she tried to keep it you know, employee boss relationship. Mm -hmm. I get that part of it, but some of the stuff that he was doing, I'm like, no girl, no. But I think she was so worried about being fired again that she was just not listening to her intuition regarding that whole situation. Absolutely. Definitely naive. He definitely took advantage of that. I thought, man, um, when he bought her the dress, yeah. And he was like, and you need to come to my house for meetings. And I was like, oh, honey, Mm-mm. do not fall for that. <laughs> yeah. But his sons were <clears throat> super sweet. I did yes. like his sons. Yeah, they grew on me. They did. I, you know, at first I was like, oh, kind of weird. <laughs> I love weird. the part, though, when she gets out of the stagecoach. I don't know if we're there yet. When she gets out and she's like, I'm not moving. You can go turn around and come back and pick me up. Like when they're in the stagecoach. Oh, when she, like, I'm not going. When she finally, finally is like, wait a minute, this is wrong. Yeah. I was like, finally. Like I was cheering her on. I was excited. Because yeah. he was like taking her off to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, you're just going to be my wife. And yeah. yeah. I know you're being nice to my kids to get to me. So mm-hmm. and that's okay with me. Like, he was just so creepy. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm their teacher. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to help him achieve his dreams of becoming a vet. Yeah. I'm like. I did like the mom came back at the end. Yes. I did like that. All right. On page 128, they share their first kiss. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me just read it to you and then tell me how you, if what you thought about it. Uh, I got to find where I should start though. Sawyer stood the water at his chest and Laney still floated in his arms. A bee buzzed by. As one, they leaned low to let it pass. Just let's wait just a min- another minute. His eyes warmed with something she couldn't look away from. I think you, he whispered, even hapless and soaked to the bone are beautiful. Laney felt his sweet words snuggle next to her heart. No one had ever told her that. Water ran down her stung cheek. But she didn't want to move from his eyes. 
Something still simmered there as she went to take a nervous breath, his lips unexpectedly pressed against hers. Before she could pull back, he held her tighter and kissed her again and then again. Only seconds passed before Lainey realized she was unknowingly kissing him in return. Her inside spun and she felt as if she were floating. Strong hands massaged down her back and around her waist. Without thought or permission, her fingers ran up into his wet hair. Every kiss shot overwhelming, overwhelming, glorious joy through her. Breathless, he finally pulled back and rested his forehead on hers. What do you think of that? Kid. <laughs> My nose were... That was a spicy vanilla kiss. It was so innocent, yet it, there was a lot of passion in that kiss. Like, yeah. She described it well. It, was, yeah. it wasn't raunchy. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was spicy. <laughs> I concur. I concur. <laughs> I thought that whole situation leading up to the kiss was hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. By yes. the way. Because she's got this apple that she can't throw right yeah but doesn't don't you think she has some sort of like ocd OCD, yeah yeah when i said earlier because like that's like oc okay so like ocd like that's that's me like i get that or if you notice like throughout the book whenever she feels out of control or something that compulsory like i'm gonna clean up because she takes control of what she can or taps her tapping repetitiveness like i never had that kind of ocd thing but like just that i'm gonna start cleaning because i don't know what else to do and i can't take control of anything else like i just just loved her yeah, so he's trying to push her out of that OCD because mm-hmm. she's wrapping her apple core up. He's like, just throw it out. Just throw it out. And he won't let her wrap it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's only one tree, I think, yeah. that, right, in the area. And the, only one the tree there. And, of course, she has to hit the one beehive in there. So <laughs> then they're, you know, soaking wet in the water together. <laughs> but then... On their way back, you know, because it's like every the horse gets spooked, you know, and they're like walking back and then they come across those Indians. I mean, what did you think of that whole scene? <laughs> I laughed. I was like, you almost feel bad for her because she's so uh-huh. innocent. But it's like, dang, girl, settle down. Like, you didn't see that one coming. No. Oh, man. No, she just like, I feel like he was handling it and he was letting them uh-huh. know that. She's mine. You can't take her. You know, blah, blah, blah. I thought he had it all under control. That she just takes his gun and shoots. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my goodness. I thought it was hilarious. But then again, then he just kisses her all over again. Mm-hmm. He's like, She's your typical girl, though. Like, that's yeah. us. Like, well, I want to know what's going on. I don't know. What's, I'm going to take this into my own hands. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Poor thing. All right. And then what did you think of um, she meets, she lives with the widows. What did you think of the widows? Uh, Widow B is probably one of my favorite characters. No. Yes. She, I don't know. She's just kind of honorary and funny, isn't mm-hmm. she? A little and very opinionated. She's the one that's mm-hmm. right. Widow B is very opinionated, right? Yes. Okay. Widow C is... I don't know. Like I don't know. They really play well with each other, don't you think? Yeah, the older ladies with their opinions. At one point, I wrote mailman. I love Widow B, but I don't know what the mailman had to do with it. <laughs> yeah, and then they gave her. You know, they gave her the talk. Yes, okay. that was the at best the end, talk ever. I, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta read the talk at the end because I think I put a sticky note there because it cracked me up. Like I was oh, not yeah. expecting that line at all. Let's the, see if I yeah, have it. I put 
best best sex talk ever. And then my daughter saw the note. She's like, Mom, what are you reading? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's great. It's so cute. Uh, and she said, okay, let's see if I can find it here because it was absolutely hilarious. So, and I was like, oh, it was I like two eighty one. Did this conversation surprise you? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, they just got married or they're getting ready to get mm-hmm. married. Oh, she says, um, why would I worry about your hearing? Yes. I say that because this is Ava talking, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about Ava in a minute because she's really a key character, too. I say that because most men who tried to court me, all they did was talk about themselves. Zachary would talk, but then he would also stop and ask me how I felt or what I was thinking. These are the things that make the marriage bed successful. Yes, Lainey stood taller. Uh, get to that even after supper i know how hard it is only to see dirty dishes and crumbs on the floor but stop and talk to your husband even if he doesn't ask begin to tell him about your day start at the beginning of your marriage start at the beginning of your marriage to really listen to each other laney rubbed her temples supper dishes ignore talk and listen okay what else yes miss southern bell what else would be begin to frost the cake In the evening, sit close to him as he relaxes. Rub his shoulders if they're weary. Hmm, now you're getting there, the widow murmured. Lainey felt the heat of the iron and Ava making another curl. So when you retire at night, you feel close to him. You want to be his lover. That's the bread and butter, widow B piped in. My old granny said, angel by day, wildcat by night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And they go, wildcat? Both Ava and Lainey exclaimed at the same time, what are you talking about, widow? Lainey stood and faced her with claws and pouncing. I do believe men like their women to pounce, widow B nodded confidently. Oh, my Lord, I can't, I can't. Lainey searched for an open door to bolt through. Ava held her her shoulder again and sat her back down. Forget that wildcat image, Ava huffed. I'll say it fast. Don't be shy. A husband cannot read your mind and you cannot read his. So talk. In all ways, a young couple should be caring and courteous to each other. That is the foundation of a good marriage. Widow B stepped closer, handing Lainey this spoon with a bit of frosting. But cut the prattling when you're under the sheets. (laughs) And then Lainey goes, I have to go. I'm going to be late. Okay. I mean, oh how did you react to that scene? Because I thought I was <laughs> I dying, dying laughing. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Which makes me go. And what advice did you get before you got married? I'll start. I'll kick it off here. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. all right. So uh, let's just say in our house, you want to know why Jessica's the way she is. We didn't talk about sex or anything like that. All we were told was, you don't do it until you're married, period. Period. That's all we were told, right? So it is the day before my wedding, and my mom goes, okay, now. <laughs> you're just like, you know it's coming, right? The sex talk at age 19. <laughs> and then she goes, now, are you, are you nervous about what's going to happen tomorrow night? And I'm like, No. No, I said, I said uh, she goes, are you sure? Uh, she goes, you know, sometimes, you know, when it's your first time, she's like going through this stuff. And I was like, mom, 
I've waited five years to have sex with this man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready to go. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but I remember you tried talking to me about it too. Do you yeah. remember that? No, I don't. Uh, I, I think why I, I remembered it is because I you said, do you have any, because you were already married right, at, that, yeah. at that point. And you said, do you have any questions? And I don't want to bring up bad memories, but Travis was there, too. And I said, you, he was there. Yeah, I'm not kidding. He was there. I, You don't remember this? I don't remember oh, this. Okay, I remember it because it made me laugh really hard. Because Laugh because afterwards, you know, now that I'm not naive and innocent anymore, I get why you guys were laughing at me. Because <laughs> you're like, do you have any questions? And I go, no, it can't be that hard. People have sex on TV all the time. <laughs> And the reason why it made me laugh because you got right there. But Travis literally spit his drink out of his mouth. Like, and he, and then he left the room. But I was like, do you see how innocent I was? She reminded me of myself at that point because I was like, oh my goodness. I don't That's how innocent I was. Oh, so that's the, that's all the advice that I got. Like I don't remember having like a dedicated. Uh, I was say the only. Talk. Did you get a sex I mean, talk before you were even like dating or anything like that? You know, parent Derek goes. Oh, oh I remember the sex talk I got with my mother. So <laughs> my mom had no filter, and she was a single mom, so she didn't play around. So like me and my sister knew, like we just knew, and she'd be the one like we'd go somewhere where we were like. I will smack you before we go. Like if you are gonna act a fool, like tell me now. Like I'll just beat you now. Like yeah. she. Didn't beat us. But yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, she just, she didn't hold anything back. I remember being in high school and she was like, yeah, this is this. And I mean, it was just like blunt. She goes, well, I'd rather you hear it from me than on the school bus. You go to public schools. <laughs> yeah. And that was our sex talk at like 14. Like, wow. She's like, I'm not dumb. You're in four wing community. Like we're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Which back then it was just like, oh, okay. Well, we went to McMillan. Like. Yeah, I remember going to McMillan Center. I hate yeah. that experience. <laughs> Did you guys? I mean, what was your? Yeah, that was. But I, you know, my, my parents were young when they got married. And so yeah. I think that was always, I don't know. You, you knew that when you did that, there's possibility of a baby because, you know, they were young. Yeah. So, my childhood that was, was a little colorful. Kinda. <laughs> I was yeah. a colorful childhood. And then with we my sister, I feel like I learned more through my sister. Oh. <laughs> Crazy, I, I, I can totally see that. And they're younger than yeah, you. Yeah, they're younger. So I don't know. I just don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember. That. You don't remember that? <laughs> when we at your wedding. I don't remember. It was before. Yes, I, yeah. I do. But I, it's because it's like yeah, so vivid in my mind. Just the reaction that you <laughs> yeah. guys. And me going back and thinking, I sounded like a real idiot to them, didn't no. I? Like... <laughs> I mean, that's a good kind of idiot to sound like, though. You don't yeah. sound like an idiot. Like, no. you waited. You were. You waited and yeah. you were. Oh, good. We need to normalize well, that. Like, that's good. Good to a point. Good to a point. I'm not going to say we were perfect, but that wasn't something we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, anyways, that talk just cracked. Just cracked me up. I'm like, that's totally how I would be. Because, like, when my mom yeah. started talking to me, I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> don't talk to me about that. So, okay. So we all had different experiences with that then. <laughs> no one talked to you. Derek said he had guys talk to him. Oh, really? Yeah. Giving him pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's so funny because I feel like, no, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like guys always know 
how that goes down. But us women, if we've ever done it, I feel like we're completely clueless and we're like, I don't really know what's happening. Uh-huh. Do you feel that way or no? To a point, I think though, like a lot of men fake, like they fake, they think, they say they know what's going on, um. but most men just like, I mean, it's like the boys on the school ground. It's like, oh, I know. And then you like, as an adult talking to these kids, like, cause my daughter, Lily's 17. It's like mm-hmm. all those kids are that age and I'm that mom. Like I'll just straight bust it out and like get the reactions just to yeah. like, Hey, you know? And just talking to him about it, like some of the guys, like they act like they know what they're talking They don't know they don't what know they're what talking, talking about. about. Like, oh, you guys are, okay. you're silly. Like, just, <laughs> okay, it's right. okay to be modest, but it's just not cool now. So kids act like they know way more than they do. Yeah. Cause it's not cool to be modest. Hey, I was a complete clueless person in high school. Don't you think? Um, I feel like I didn't know anything was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we turned a blind eye to a lot of what was going on. Did we? Especially now when I have kids and I know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot. I just look back and you're like, and I think like I learned things that were happening and I was like, how did I, how did, did like everybody know that? And I didn't know what was going on. The different parties and stuff, but I wasn't a party girl, so it's okay. Yeah, we were working or <laughs> yeah i don't know it's different but our sweet little school teacher here she got her happy ending in the end but i did i don't think i i didn't read that part where the widow's like don't worry about it we're pretty deaf we won't hear you <laughs> yeah she, well, she was like oh she's yeah we'll just move upstairs or something in there yeah she goes yeah our hearing's not that good and laney's like well why would I be worried? Why would we need what? to worry about your hearing? Yeah. And you're like, oh, someone tell her. Someone tell her. I don't remember <laughs> how they worded like it. No. It's like, easy. Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. One okay. random little thing about this book. Did anybody else think it was super cool that she put Mark Twain in there? Yes. Because yes. he actually wrote in Virginia City at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's historically accurate. Like, that's yeah. so cool of me. <laughs> I know. I thought that was neat, too. He wasn't a very likable person, no. though. No. No. The way she wrote him. And I don't know how he really was in real life either, but. And Widow B again with him. He's like, why you gotta say Mark Twain? Your name's Sam. Like what? So if it's bad, they can blame him. I'm like, I really like her. <laughs> I know. I love how she brought Ava along to help her. She's a young widow with a, a young son, which her son is super sweet. I love her son. But uh, yeah. And then Ava gets her own story in the next one. So, mm-hmm. well, anything else you want to share about the book that scenes or things that you enjoyed or stood out it was it was just good Good. okay what is your overall lasso rating for the messenger's mischief i'm gonna go two lassos i think i'll do the same yeah i think it's a solid two Mm -hmm. a solid two uh what kind of rating would you give the adventure in it Espresso, mocha, or latte? There are parts where there is a latte, but overall, I'm going to go mocha. Yeah, I would agree. Mm -hmm. It started off with quite a bit of action and adventure, and there's some more in between. When, oh, I forgot, like, when uh, she accidentally, he accidentally, like, elbows her and gives her two black eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word, I forgot this whole section about... The uh, the madam uh-huh, of the that came in 
taught her how to protect herself. Yes, because she, was cool too. she had to go to work with the black eye. Of course, he felt terrible. And he was like, Lainey, you never, ever get between two men or fighting. Because this guy said some things about her that were untrue. And he was defending her honor, right? <clears throat> and when he hauled back to punch the guy, she got nailed with his elbow. So then the little girl that the madam is taking care of told her and yeah then the madam comes in and says <laughs> um she was actually an not a character i don't know she was just a really neat character she's rough but then she <coughs> really struck a relationship with laney and was like mm-hmm. let me show you how to take care of a man when a man gets rough and then she used that move on the mayor mm-hmm. <laughs> That that was hilarious. I forgot about all that. Madame Violette was cool. Like she, I think her and Widow B were like, even though she wasn't a big character, I liked what she stood for. Like, I mean, not necessarily the prostitution part, but you know, like her grit and the reasons why. And Mm -hmm. it was just, she did have good in her. She did. She was a good person. Which is a good reminder. There is good in most people. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I would agree. And I forgot to talk about Lainey being klutzy. Remember? Because she was oh, yeah. like all the time. <laughs> so embarrassed. So I was going to ask you, what is, do you have a moment like her where you've tripped and fell and it's been totally embarrassing? Like she tripped Wait. coming down the stairs and the widow's like, well, if you can figure out how to come down the stairs, you got a visitor in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I always tripped up the stairs or like even at work, all the kids. Don't trip in front of the kids. You probably know this. Trip and fall up the stairs. I'll never let you live it down. Oh, I know. I knocked myself out one time, though, on a door handle. (laughs) I went to turn my alarm off. And I don't know. I woke up on the floor. So apparently my door was open. (gasps) And I just smacked my face right on the door. Oh, my goodness. So when my mom comes to get me, she never let me live it down. She's like, are you getting ready for school? It's like, what? We just have I ended up in the ER that morning. Word. Yeah, had a concussion. Like, well, can we like make up a story? Because this is embarrassing <laughs> to say. I went to school. I knocked myself out. Like that's why. <laughs> Do you think of any? I mean, just little stuff here and there. Like just recently, this week, I when I opened the door to like grab a patient, I have this one jacket that has a something on the back. You know how it like can tighten. Uh-huh. Every time I'd go out there, it get hook on the doorknob. <laughs> You know, just little stupid stuff like that. I do every single day that I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my life. I remember my first new, my new chair, I was trying to lower it and I had my feet crossed and my foot got trapped underneath my chair, you know, when it lowers. So yeah, and it yeah. went down really fast. And I'm like sitting there like, God, nobody's going to find me till the morning. My foot's oh, It's that embarrassment. Like at least when I did, I was by myself. Yeah. Like no one actually it's saw it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those my, are my yeah. most recent. So oh, cool. I have those all the time. Yeah, my yeah. most memorable fall was when I fell out of the shower. <laughs> oh, no. And this was back when I was probably like ten or twelve, ten or twelve, somewhere <laughs> in there. And Ron and Sarah were still dating, so Ron was at the house, but Sarah hadn't gotten there yet. So he's just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the water went cold on me 
like ice cold. And I went, you know how you try, you're like, oh, get out of the water. So I, I leaned back and was like tiptoeing to go turn the water off. Right. But I lost my balance. And which way did I lean towards? Not towards the solid wall, but the shower curtain itself. <laughs> and I scream as I'm falling out. Right. <clears throat> it rips the shower rod off and it comes down and hits me in the head and I'm like flinging back on the floor you know total out here's the best part Ron came busting into the bathroom because he heard all the noise and the screaming and he panicked I don't know if he thought someone got in there with me or what I'm not sure but he was like big brother he came running in (laughs) the shower curtains like draped all around me and I was like he goes are you okay he's like looking around I go get out get out Because I'm like naked on the floor, and my soon-to-be brother-in-law came buzzing through the door, and he quickly shuts the door and he goes, "I'm gonna go get your sister." Well, Jessica was there. Jessica comes in. She looks at me. She looks at the shower, which is still running, by the way, and she goes, "You're getting the floor all wet." And she shuts the water off. You couldn't care less about me. I had bruises everywhere. I had bruises everywhere, and I was like. And then Ron, bless his heart, he goes, I, you know, I get out and he goes, I promise you, I didn't see anything. He goes, and I wasn't, I was just worried about you because you were screaming and I heard all the noise. And I'm like, I just can't look at you for a while. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. And we just rehashed that a few weeks ago, like a couple months ago. And he's like. He was still like, I, I'm serious. Like, I just wanted to help you. I'm like, I know, Ron. He's such a good big brother. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. He's, he probably saw me naked. And he was like, I swear to you, I didn't see anything. Oh, my goodness. The best part was when my horse, now, I didn't do this, but one of my horses, he got spooked and he knocked me over with his nose and then ran over the top of me. Oh. <laughs> I remember going like as soon as I hit the ground, like I knew he was spooked and he was bolting. Uh-huh. And so I just did this yeah. and I kind of turned and I just remember seeing his hooves flying and over me. But I had like literally hoof prints on my legs and my back. Aww. My mom freaked, of course, because oh, yeah. she's like, he could have broke your back. He could have mm-hmm. hit you in the head. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then, you know how horses are once they settle down and you're still on the ground. And they come over and they like nuzzle you like, what's wrong? So sorry. <laughs> and I was like, dude, just just go. <laughs> just leave me alone. But literally oh like hoof size prints on my backside. Like that moment when you're laying, you're like, well, thanks, God. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I thought, well, I just might die today, but <laughs> sorry. I've lived a long life of 12 years. I'm good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We got caught in the rain once when we were in South Dakota and I leaned over to my cousin. Well, it's been a good run, honey. I love you. (laughs) I'm going to die. I'm dying right now. Anyways. Okay. So what would you do the mystery level for this one? How would you rate it? Probably say like a one. I don't feel like there was much mystery. An an espresso. I agree. There really wasn't a mystery. Yeah. I keep forgetting. It's okay. How about the uh, romance level? Mocha. Yeah, I don't know. It's espresso there, there's mocha. moments like when she's describing. I feel like she does a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably go mocha too. Yeah, but mocha overall. It's like yeah. quality, not quantity. Like yeah, yeah. 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 So overall rating: uh, two lassos for mm-hmm. 
Messengers, The Messengers Mischief. It's a good book. Hey, everyone. If you enjoy our content, please consider giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform or hitting the like button on our Rumble channel. These simple clicks by you help us reach more people. Thank you for your support. And until next time, happy and blessed reading. Thank you.